took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death, tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, the weekly devotionals. And that's also where you go to support this mission of getting out the truth, uh, of sharing the word of God. There's a famine in the land, friends. Not a famine of food and water, but a famine of hearing the word. And so that's the mission is to point people to Jesus, to share the word, to investigate the scrolls, and uh, it's just a scripture-focused podcast. And I thank you for joining me today. A uh, new series that uh, I've been wanting to do, and uh, so we're starting it this morning, and the series is titled Watching for Messiah. And uh the purpose for this, well, there's many purposes for it, but you know, one of the most common trends, I guess, that I find in the Gospels, spoken directly out of the mouth of Jesus to his followers, is this grave warning to be watching and to be careful that you be caught, not be caught unaware. Warning that you need to be ready and watching because it's going to come at a time that you don't think it's going to come. You know, it's going to come like a thief. It's going to come by surprise. People aren't going to be expecting it. And you need to be ready. And so that's what we're going to be examining, uh, hopefully over the next few weeks, because there's several passages uh, dealing with this issue. And I kind of just want to take them one at a time. And uh, this morning we're going to be starting with one that maybe you haven't really thought of before um, and uh, you know real quick you know I, I I can't help but wonder um, you know when we're, we're living in this world that seems to be rushing towards the end of days the signs are everywhere in a world that's consumed by distractions I'm asking the question are we going to be that generation that's caught off guard that's found asleep is Jesus asking us today, could you not watch with me one hour? 
Are the things of this world really so appealing that we are in danger of missing his coming and being caught unaware? The scripture that we're going to look at today is actually out of out of Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 41, and it's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane before he is captured and taken away to be beaten and crucified. And uh, he's in the garden with his three disciples, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And uh, let's just read it. Starting with verse 36, here's what it says. Then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane. And he saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith him unto them, then, then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter, that ye, that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now I can't help but think that that watch with me for one hour is loaded. It's, it's more than just he wanted them to watch. There's something for us here. There's a warning here. He's saying, watch with me. Let's go to, let's go to this parable real quick. And he spake them a parable. This is a parable of the fig tree in Luke 21, chapter 29 through 36. Behold, a fig tree and all the trees. When they shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. You see, when you see the writing on the wall... When you understand the, the, the times you're living in, you can look around, you can clearly see it, you can discern it. You're living in that hour. And we should be watching. And Jesus says, could you not watch? Could you not watch for one hour? And that statement that he ends with, watch and pray. Why? That you enter in that you enter not into temptation. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
and I was thinking about that. I need to watch and I need to pray so that I enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, I was thinking about... Have you ever been in a period of time, probably recently over the last several years, where you thought for sure this was it? Jesus is returning this year, no doubt about it. All the signs are lining up. It's got to be now. Have you ever got all hyped up about that? Or maybe a, a video has gotten you convinced that it's that time. You know, I remember back in 2015, I've told you guys this before, but during 2014 and 15, you know, the blood moons and, and they were landing on the feast days and there was the super blood moon and all these things were lining up. And I really thought, I mean, I really, really thought it was now. There was no more time left. Jesus was coming. And I remember on the Feast of Trumpets, I was I was on my lunch break, and I'm sitting in my car, and I've got my phone, and I've got the live feed of the Wailing Wall pulled up. And I'm watching, uh, because, you know, at noon, our time is, it was twilight their time when it would when it would become evening. I was just waiting, watching. And I really believed that Christ could appear at any moment. And I thought, man, that trumpet, it's going to turn twilight and that trumpet's going to go off. And I mean, I really, I really thought it was over. I really believed it in my heart. You know what I learned about myself that day, looking back in hindsight, is that when you really, really believe... When you're really, really watching, you really, really believe it could be any second. That that trumpet could sound at any moment. We find ourselves walking really close to the Lord. I mean, in those moments when you really believe that, there's no worldly thing. No worldly temptation that could dare pull you away. That could take your focus off the Savior. Nothing. Nothing. That day, in that moment, there was nothing. No, there wasn't a temptation on planet Earth that could have distracted me that day because I really believed that he was coming and I was watching and I was ready. What I've also noticed in hindsight since then is when we are not watching, when our expectations of his return is not urgent, and we think, well, he could, but probably not. We tend to slip back into worldliness. Our guard comes down. We're much more likely to fall to the flesh. Much more likely to succumb to sin. Watch and pray. You enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So I wonder again, I bring it up again, in a time when we're rushing towards the end of days and the world is consumed by distractions, are we going to be that generation that's caught off guard? You notice the disciples fell asleep. 
They didn't understand the severity of the hour they were living in. They couldn't hold their eyes open. Are we too, too distracted? Are we in danger of being caught unaware? I pray that it not be so with us. The remnant of Messiah. Luke twenty one thirty six says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. We're going to be looking at other passages as we continue on with this series where Jesus warns us to watch and to pay attention. You know, and something you're, and it's something you're going to hear me say, and you've heard me say for many, many years. I'm going to say it again. All these timelines that people have, you know, they got these charts. So oh, here's the order of events. Rubbage. I really believe that. Rubbage. Junk. God is not doing things on the timelines that the man has created. Now, yes, we're looking at the scriptures and we're trying to figure these things out. But we don't have it figured out. This is why Jesus, you know, we think about the person who's who's living worldly. And we think that's that's who this message is for. You know, that's the one who needs to be watching, needs to be paying attention. They're living worldly and they're going to be caught off guard because they don't realize the times they're living in, right? That's what we think about. And that's certainly true. There are those people. Many of them. But we also have the people that think they've got it all figured out, which seems to be a lot of Christians. And a lot of end time prophecy teachers teach from a position of they are the authority. They've got it all figured out. Here's the order of events. I've even heard in time preachers say, Oh, he can't come back tomorrow because this, this, and this has to happen. My question is, are you sure? Are you sure you've got it all figured out? Because I think most, I think we're going to find we're just like the apostles in that we thought we had this expectation of what God was going to do based on our understanding of these scriptures, and it didn't play out that way. They thought Jesus was going to defeat the Romans and set up the kingdom. Instead, he went to a cross to be crucified. They didn't understand what the scriptures were really teaching. You know, there's a lot of end-time prophecy that actually was meant for Jerusalem at that time. That these this event, this tribulation period was going to come upon them. And they were going to be destroyed and judged for rejecting Jesus as Messiah. And that the temple was going to be torn down. And he says, if you're on the roof, you know, if you're on the rooftop, don't even come down to get your, you know, and you're out in the field, don't even bother coming back to get your coat. Get out. That was specifically about what was getting ready to happen there in 70 A.D. Now, I believe that prophecy has multiple fulfillments in that. That's a word for us today, too. But we need to be careful thinking we've got it all figured out and it's going to play out exactly this way 
because in all these parables that we're going to be examining over the next few weeks, Jesus warns, don't be caught off guard. It's coming at a time that you think that it's not. And you say, why does Jesus want us to always be ready? Because he's coming at a time that we think not, so we need to always be ready. But also, like I mentioned when I talked about how the world couldn't distract me back then at that point in time because I really thought, you know, because when you're really focused on Jesus and you really think he's coming back and you're really paying attention, you're less likely to be distracted and to fall into temptation. That's why he says, watch and pray. Watch and pray that you don't fall into temptation because the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. I believe it's going to happen suddenly, unexpectedly, and people are going to be caught off guard. People are going to be asleep, like the parable of the foolish virgins, which we'll be looking at. Like the disciples here in the Garden of Gethsemane, they're, they're asleep. And Jesus is like, what? You couldn't watch for one hour with me? You couldn't pay attention? The world was really that appealing? You really that sleepy? Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer now nigh at hand. So likewise, ye, when you see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is nigh and at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And so that that day come upon you unawares. Do you see the theme that he's saying? He tells the disciples so many times and he keeps the same theme he's in the garden and he's like you need to watch and pray lest you fall into temptation and the cares of this world right he's saying take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life and that day come upon you unaware for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I really believe those are who are watching, those who are really paying attention and longing for the return of Jesus. He says, Watch ye therefore and pray always. Why? Why should I do that? That ye may be accounted worthy to escape. He's saying, you watch and pray always. That means all the time. This is always your posture. And if you do that, you you will be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are coming to pass because you're paying attention and stand before the Son of Man. Now, he was saying that to that generation that was getting ready to see the destruction of Jerusalem, the slaughtering of millions of Jews by the Romans, the Roman, they were going to tear that whole temple down. 
Not a stone was going to be left upon another. They were done to desecrate it. That's exactly what happened. But like we've talked before, I believe, and we've shown examples of this, that Scripture has multiple fulfillments, fulfillments, especially prophecy. Why? Because the Word of God is living. And here we are in our generation, and we see the fig tree blooming. We see all this going on. We, we know we're in that time. We know summer is nigh at hand. And Jesus is saying, take heed. Because if you don't, your hearts are going to be overcharged with the things of this world and the cares of this life. And that day is going to take you by surprise. You're not going to be watching. You're not going to be ready. You're not going to be praying always. And you're not going to be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. This is, this is the type of language and talk that he uses all the time. Even when he says it'll be like the days of Noah, and we have a whole series on that. But one of the things he says is it's going to come on them by surprise, right? They're going to be eating and drinking and getting married and doing life like normal. And then bam, sudden destruction. Folks, the judgment's going to come and it's going to, nobody's going to be expecting it because it's not on their chart it's not on their timeline. It's not happening in the way that they thought it was going to happen or the way the Left Behind book series said it was going to happen. And they're not going to be ready. Jesus is not telling us to be ready always and to be watching always just for giggles. He's telling us that because it's not going to play out the way we think. Our mission is to be watching and praying always, watching for Messiah, praying for his return, living a righteous and holy life before men, and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's your mission on earth. You want to know what your purpose is? There it is. Since most of us don't want that purpose, most of us want something of this world. I pray that Jesus comes back very, very soon. Especially as I watch this world just decay into madness. The hearts, the thoughts of men are evil continually. Never ending. Like the days of Noah. Sometimes even my own heart and mind, I'm like, really? so easy to get distracted I pray that we live a life that's watching for Christ and expecting that his appearance could be at any moment lest we fall asleep like the disciples in the garden. And let's not forget that there's a crown waiting, a crown of righteousness waiting for those who are delighting in his return. Paul says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. 
and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. 2 Timothy 4.8 In the coming weeks, we're going to continue our focus on what it means to truly watch for Jesus, our Messiah, Yeshua, HaMashiach. And may the Lord speak to our hearts and refresh our expectations. Renew our expectations. Revive our expectations of His return. Because I think we've had so many ups and downs and prophecy people and disappointments and that we're in danger of falling asleep right now. And this may be the most critical time. So maybe we so may we be watching and may we be ready. That is the podcast for this morning. I pray it's blessed you. I pray it's encouraging you to look up. To look up. Because the time is near. Peace and grace be with all of you. Till next time. God bless.